Memorial Health System provides comprehensive health services that meet the needs of the region we serve. And we are proud to present Memorial Health Radio. Here's Melanie Cole. According to the National Stroke Association, each year nearly 800,000 people experience a new or recurrent stroke. Heart disease is the number one health problem in the Mid-Ohio Valley. One reason, state-of-the-art cardiac care is critical. My guest today is Dr. Shane Palmer. He's a vascular surgeon and medical director for the stroke program at Memorial Health System. Welcome to the show, Dr. Palmer. What is stroke? Is there more than one type? Uh, thanks for having me, uh, Melanie. Um, yes, there is. There is primarily two types of stroke. Uh, the more prominent stroke that uh, we're concerned with is called ischemic stroke. That's where the blood is shut off from the brain. And then the other kind is called a hemorrhagic stroke, where for various reasons you may have bleeding inside the brain. The uh, ischemic stroke is probably responsible for about two-thirds to three-quarters of the strokes. Um, the typical symptoms from an ischemic stroke uh, include uh, such things as sudden onset of weakness on one side or the other, uh, sudden uh, inability to speak or slurred speech, uh, things of that nature are the most common symptoms. Um, for a hemorrhagic stroke, Typically, you don't always present with weakness and speech issues. It often presents initially as uh, what is often described as the worst headache of all time, uh, severe frontal uh, headache and uh, progression eventually to weakness-type symptoms. Are there certain risk factors for stroke? There are. Um, as far as primarily for ischemic stroke, uh, without question, when it comes to all vascular disease and heart disease, uh, smoking is, without question, the strongest risk factor for, for that. Uh, stopping smoking certainly decreases your risk of stroke overall. Um, other risk factors would be a history of heart disease. Uh, these are often d diseases of blood vessels, and uh, all the blood vessels, of course, uh, are exposed to the same uh, blood and risks. Uh, so heart disease uh, is uh, something that puts you at increased risk, uh, along with heart disease, a history of uh, atrial fibrillation, which is a type of irregular heartbeat that some people have, puts you at higher risk for an ischemic stroke. And then other things such as diabetes, uh, which we can often try to improve, and some things we can't improve or change, and that is uh, our age. As we get older, of course, our risk for stroke uh, is higher. So you talked a little bit about the symptoms of stroke, Dr. Palmer, but it's important that people and even loved ones understand these symptoms. Explain them a little bit more in detail, what people should look for when they think they themselves or a loved one is having a stroke, and then what should they do about it? Well, that's sometimes one of the challenges, especially if you're by yourself. Some people um, may not notice the symptoms if they're more subtle, um, but nationally, especially as part of uh, stroke programs, we've developed a mnemonic that to try to help the public understand what to, what to look out for. And uh, when I see patients in my office, I make sure I give them a pamphlet that describes this, and it's called, uh, it's called FAST, F-A-S-T. Uh, one of the first things, the F, you look at somebody's face, and if they have an, a sudden asymmetric smile or drooping, um, numbness on one side, and again, typically these are issues that are on one side of the body or the other, then that could be concerning for a stroke. The A in FAST stands for arms, and basically, if somebody has sudden weakness of one arm, say they're carrying a coffee cup and they drop it and their arm slumps down, if they can't raise their arm uh, or leg, uh, that could be a sign of a stroke. Uh, the S in FAST stands for speech, so if the person uh, has 
slurred speech that is sudden in onset or uh, often an inability to to think of common words, uh, inability to say what they mean to say, even though they know they want to say that. That can be a, a sign of stroke. Uh, and the T in stroke means time. And as you were mentioning, you know, what should they do if they or a, a loved one sees these signs or symptoms in them? Um, time is critical. Uh, the longer these symptoms go without being treated, the greater chance there will be permanent damage. And so the first thing they should do if they have any of these symptoms, especially if they are concerned about stroke, is they need to call the emergency squad 911 and have them transport them to the nearest stroke center. And can 911 do some pre-advance work on the patient? Is that the reason you want 911 called as opposed to someone trying to drive that person to the hospital themselves? Absolutely. One of one of the things we do as a, a stroke center is coordinate the care, and that care starts with uh, helping uh, patients, their loved ones, uh, our neighbors in public understand you know, the early signs of strokes so that they can seek care early. Uh, it includes working with our EMS or emergency medical services and helping them understand uh, quickly how to diagnose or recognize, I should say, a stroke because it will be important in the kind of care that they that they provide. Uh, there are certain uh, lab values like a blood sugar that they can check to, to rule those out before they get to the hospital. Um, they, if they suspect a stroke, will notify the stroke center, uh, such as our hospital, immediately so that we have mobilized our services and they are ready as soon as they arrive. And most importantly, if they recognize stroke, it's critical that they transport that patient to the nearest stroke center, even if it may not necessarily be the closest hospital, because uh, the stroke centers have been uh, ramped up and trained uh, in the expertise of treating stroke, uh, and it's always best uh, if possible to be at the place that can treat you best, even if it is a little further away. What happens in the ER when someone is having a stroke? What are some of the treatments that you use, and can they reduce the disability that might result from stroke? Well, as a stroke center, um, our ER is for the most part, uh, the front door for uh, most of the strokes that come uh, to our facility. Uh, so when a patient comes in with a presumed stroke, we, we have what is called a stroke alert that mobilizes multiple facets of our hospital to greet them and, and uh, primarily initially diagnose what the issue is and then move with early treatment. Um, so it's a very intense time for the patient. The, uh, there are some treatments that will critically reduce your long-term disability uh, from a stroke, and that's primarily the use of thrombolytics or what we call clot busters. Uh, much much uh, like uh, the heart, the goal is to get rid of the clot that is blocking the blood flow to the brain, and now I'm primarily talking about the ischemic strokes that I mentioned earlier. Um, once that is recognized, getting these clot busters to the patients in a very timely fashion will decrease their overall and long-term disability. And uh, when it comes to, to stroke, certainly it is one of the uh, uh, most common causes of death in this country, but it's without question the most common cause of disability in this country. So those, even those who survive have often long-term disabilities, and decreasing that is a huge benefit to these patients. And if someone has had a stroke, Dr. Palmer, are they at an increased risk of another one? Um, absolutely. And I didn't mention that necessarily as a risk factor, um, but uh, uh, without question, if you've had a stroke, especially an ischemic stroke, again, where the blood flow is cut off to certain parts of the brain, your risk is higher, whether that is because of 
uh, atrial fibrillation, uh, which is an irregular heartbeat. So one of the things we do as a stroke center is identify that and make sure you uh, receive the treatments that will decrease that as low as possible. Uh, if it is, uh, say, from uh, blockages in your carotid arteries, which primarily supply the blood to the brain of the heart, we make sure that uh, these patients are treated either medically, if indicated, or if uh, more advanced, they see a, uh, say a vascular surgeon such as myself, who may uh, offer an operation that will decrease their overall risk. But without question, uh, if you've had a stroke, you're at risk for another one. And tell us about the telemedicine program with Ohio Health and the benefits of being instantly connected to their program. Well, we are a, a primary stroke center here at uh, the Memorial Health System. And uh, as part of that, we partner with a larger facility. And our, our facility is the Ohio Health uh, uh, System. They um, uh, provide uh, services, some of which are more advanced services than, than we offer in our smaller facility. Uh, but primarily, uh, uh, we use them for their telemedicine capabilities. So when that patient comes in with a presumed stroke, uh, we have the capability of, of contacting them immediately. Um, they will have their stroke-trained neurologist um, essentially interact with our, our patients, examine them remotely through a computer uh, kiosk that we have uh, that, that will be in the patient's room, um, help us rapidly diagnose what the issues are, and then help us uh, make sure that we move in the right direction, be it clot busters here and observation, or be it uh, much more advanced techniques, which you will only typically find in a very large tertiary health, health center such as they are. And so wrap it up for us, Dr. Parmer. What, what can listeners do to reduce their risk or possibly prevent a stroke? Give us your best advice. There are several things, especially uh, here in the Middle Ohio Valley where, where I live, that our patients can do. And uh, the, the first and foremost uh, is basically diminish your risk factors. Uh, if you smoke, you really need to consider stopping smoking and work with your health provider if you need to to do so. If you have diabetes, you should control your your sugars. If you have heart disease or fibrillation, work with your health provider to minimize those risks. Second, um, as we are working with our, our neighbors and uh, patients, uh, trying to educate them, it's important that the patients and their families know the early signs of stroke so that they know uh, to seek immediate medical attention and that they don't stay home, which I often too often see, uh, hoping that will, it will get better because they may lose that critical opportunity to have the treatments that they would otherwise have. Thank you so much for being with us today. It's such important information, Dr. Palmer. You're listening to Memorial Health Radio with Memorial Health System. For more information, you can go to mhsystem.org. That's mhsystem.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.